0: Delete. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glory. Glory. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax, join in with us, listen on, be blessed. Fenders of Grace
1: Hello everyone and welcome to our very first ever Guardians of Grace podcast. Wait for applause. No, you're
0: not supposed to say that. Oh,
1: Sorry about that. Just. We are here today on our first ever podcast because something has been burning in our hearts. And it's the grace message, the pure grace message. And you might be wondering, who are these guys? <laughs> and what makes them think they're called to be the guardians of grace? Any thoughts on this? Steve?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would say we could give you all our accolades and everything wouldn't take much time it wouldn't take much time but we could tell you who all we are and how powerful our wisdom is but it it doesn't it doesn't really matter it it doesn't really matter where we've come from or anything it's whether what we say holds up or not and we don't want to rest on, on who we are we, we want to rest on how well we match up with the scriptures because the scriptures are going to rule the guardians of grace and we're going to go and by to those. That. So as far as the scriptures go, we're going to give you our credentials now because this is the credentials that the scriptures are looking for.
1: I think you might find that we're more than qualified. Yes. So looking in 1 Corinthians one twenty six. It says I'm gonna back up twenty. Where is the wise person? Is there one in here?
0: No, there's not none in here. No. Where's the teacher of the law? None in here. None. Any philosophers in here. I don't make that either. Hmm. Just don't qualify to be called any of those things.
1: Well then he asks us to consider our calling, Steve. Yes. Let's look at that.
0: Okay, let's look at our calling.
1: Brothers and sisters, in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were
0: wise. By true. Standards. I true that. I true that.
1: I'm checking the box,
0: yes. Checking the box.
1: Not many influential. No. no. No platforms for us. No
0: platforms for us. Not in 30 years.
1: Noble birth. The,
0: mine was an ignoble birth.
1: So, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong.
0: I've got those qualities.
1: God chose the lonely things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to know.
0: That resembles me.
1: What do you think? You, you got me
0: going. You got. I got those credentials. I got the credentials. Amen. We qualify. We definitely qualify. And
1: that would conclude the horn-tooting session session today. We're qualified. Now, what about the passion, though, Steve, that you have, that we talk about all the time? That we...
0: This is truly our life. Uh, There's nothing else that we can do because there's just nothing else that we think of in life, we, we just think of these scriptures all day, all night, all night, all day. That's, we've been apprehended to do this thing called the gospel, and it's all we can do. Like Paul said, the, the love of God controls me because I'm convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. I feel very much controlled.
1: I do, too. I've been apprehended. Yeah. So we're just a couple blue-collar guys at best.
0: At just best. To have a
1: passion to learn. And I think at this point, Steve, would, would you mind sharing a little bit of your testimony, and how you got this yeah. passion started?
0: Right. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, I will give you my testimony. First, I'd like to say, though, that it, it, it's not the PhD that we want you to be impressed with, it's the scriptures themselves. We want you to be impressed with the fact that the scriptures are telling you the answers to the questions we have about our Christian experience as grace believers. These scriptures are going to teach you, and they rule the day. You don't need to listen to us, but you do need to listen to the scriptures. Solo scriptoris.
1: As much as we can, we're going to let the scriptures speak for themselves.
0: They're going to speak for themselves. We're just going to point to them and watch us make sure that that's all we do, because that's what we want you to do. That's part of your job is to make sure that we're just pointing to scriptures and that everything we say is backed up by a scripture. Our job is to back everything we say up with scripture, your job is to make sure that we do that here at Guardians of Grace, because at Guardians of Grace, the scriptures are what are going to teach you. Okay, so with that in mind, I will kind of give my testimony.
1: And this is rare, folks, for Steve to give his testimony, because he just doesn't like talking about himself. He likes... As he just said, using the Scriptures as the only source of every doctrine and mainly the doctrine of grace, which we're here guardian. So this is a rare thing you're about to hear here.
0: It really is. I don't tell stories. I don't preach skyscraper sermons with stories stacked on story. I don't give you the moral to the story and say that that's a biblical doctrine. I just point to Scriptures, and I love doing it. But when I was younger, I, I really wanted to understand the Bible. And I would listen to people preach and think, I don't have this Bible as clear as I should, but you don't have an understanding of the Bible either. I would go from pastor to pastor, from denomination to denomination, just trying to learn what the scriptures were were actually telling me. And at one time in my life, I went to a Bill Gother seminar, and he said, if you purpose to memorize Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 in the Bible, raise your hand, because if you do memorize those scriptures, it will unlock all understanding of the Bible. Those three scriptures those three chapters can literally unlock the Bible for you. And that's what I wanted to do. So I memorized chapter six, chapter seven, and chapter eight of Romans. And for nine years, I did not know what I had memorized. It was like I memorized another language. I didn't get those spiritual thoughts expressed in spiritual words. I just, they didn't, the meaning of each and every phrase or every sentence just did not register to me but then lo and behold about 10 years later i met this this guy who was conversationally speaking scriptures that's how he would say a paragraph it would all be scriptures put together to say what he meant, and I could tell that he was on track. I could tell that he knew what he was talking about, even though I could not really understand the lingo he was using, because he was using words that I later came to find out, words that were coming with Greek meaning, just using words in ways in which I couldn't follow and it it took me months to actually begin to understand what he was telling us but I learned what chapter 6 7 and 8 teach how they teach about our two natures and it did unlock the Bible for me this person always told me to memorize Ephesians 1 and following and pray those as a prayer it was a, a prayer for to receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation in that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened and the eyes of our understanding would, would engage and, and we'd be able to understand the scriptures. And that is exactly what happened to me. I began to understand the scriptures, what they were saying. And it began to make sense to me. And the Old Testament made sense with the New Testament and how they were fit together to make this glorious picture that the Bible does. And I read the Bible and memorized scriptures 24 hours a day it didn't matter whether i ate or not i just was so enthralled with the scriptures that I, I couldn't help myself i just wanted to eat those scriptures but one night i was speaking to a gentleman about some some verses in, in hebrews and he asked, what about this verse? And I said, well, you've got to understand the verse on top of it and the verse below it. And I quoted them and explained them, but I had never memorized those, those verses. I had never memorized those verses. I came home and said, God, you're scaring me. How could I quote a verse that I've never memorized? It truly did scare me, but As years went on, I began to be comfortable with that phenomenon happening, because it kept going and going, and it goes till this day. I still can remember scriptures and point to them. So that's what I do. I remember scriptures and point to them, and they come up with the answer to the questions. It took me a long time to get to that point, but eventually it happened. And that's how I've been leading Bible studies ever since. And I didn't know Bill has been leading Bible studies just by remembering scriptures and and pointing to them. And get a load of this, neither one of us in this podcast has a fully functioning brain. Both of us have defective brains. Bill was in a truck accident, his brain was injured. I had a stroke and part of my brain is dead and it's the part that thinks. I can't actually think any harder than on a daydreaming level. I can't concentrate at all. Both of us have broken brains. So if you are receiving revelation from us, Please know that it's not us giving you the revelation. It is literally the spirit of wisdom and revelation that's allowing you to understand the scriptures. We take no credit for it at all because we know that we can't finish a sentence that we started. Neither one of us are polished orators. we
1: have probably figured that that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Neither one of us are, but we do have this ability to share a spirit of wisdom and revelation and just see if that's not true. Just, Let me just, ask you
1: a question, though, yeah, Steve. yeah. What's the word epinosis meaning?
0: Knowledge.
1: Just knowledge?
0: Well, go ahead. Go ahead with what you were going to say.
1: Right. You, epinosis. One of the words is gnosis, which means knowledge, and the word the Greek preposition epi, which means it's a superimposed knowledge, meaning it comes from the spirit of God. And the reason I say that is Steve and I both found this out, that epinosis is not even tied to your actual brain's ability to function.
0: Your human intellect.
1: No, it's a spiritual thing. And it's not something that you can study to get epinosis. Epinosis means superimposed knowledge. It's a spirit-given understanding that comes from God. And there's at least five or six prayers I can think of
0: that use
1: this word epinosis. Uh, I think Steve mentioned it earlier. See, that's how my brain functions. I don't even remember what you said earlier. But exactly. I think you said
0: Mm -hmm. that you
1: pray for a spirit of wisdom Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him.
0: And if anything, Guardians of Grace if anything, Guardians of Grace has that gift.
1: Yeah. It's something that you won't get in seminary school. Hopefully someone a seminary school teacher would tell you about these prayers that pray for epinosis a knowledge that comes from God and it's nothing to be afraid of. It's something that you can be thinking about a certain scripture driving down the road and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just hits you. And and when it hits you, all of a sudden, scriptures from everywhere start tying it together and you get these concepts that are just mind-blowing. And it, it's like for a moment in time the whole Bible makes sense.
0: Same for me. The scriptures come from everywhere, all over the Bible, and they line themselves up to make a certain point.
1: And it doesn't have anything to do with your scholarly natural ability, your brain. Mm -hmm. It, it, It has to do with something God just gives you. And that's why we were joking about our qualifications earlier. Not many wise are chosen, not many of noble birth. None of these, he has those, none of us have those qualities. And it's important because if I was a Harvard Theological Seminary School scholar, if they have such a school, I think they used to, I would rely on that. And also, you would look to me as trustworthy to teach you things because i have all these degrees but but get a load of this god chose the weak the foolish the unlearned the people that struggle the people that stutter the people i have that too i i'm scared to death to get in front of people and speak i tremble my, my i stutter
0: like paul I said i come to you with fear and trembling
1: I can relate to that. Neither Steve or I, or any great orator that would make us think we we'll, are just be an instant hit on a podcast, we're, we actually take this mission on of the podcast with fear and trembling. But thank God we don't rely on our intellect. Well, there's none there to rely on for one, but we rely on the Spirit's power. And the Spirit's power comes through through us. And that's why we're so excited to finally get a chance to do these series of podcasts and I can promise you today only is probably the first day you're ever going to talk hear us talking about ourselves it's not something either one of us are comfortable at neither one of us likes the sound of our voice (laughs) on recording any of those things but what I'm The reason I'm saying this, and I'll let Steve get back to his testimony, but the reason I'm saying this is you can rely on us because you can't rely on us. You can rely on us because the Spirit will work through something that is weak, foolish, unimpressive. Like Paul says, they looked at me as weak, and his speech was unimpressive, and his appearance amounted to nothing you're not going to get caught up on any of that stuff with steve and mark and myself we're just regular guys that have been given an epinosis a superimposed knowledge of scripture not based on anything just god put the desire and god put the information the wisdom in us to to teach it and we believe in our hearts he really did 25 almost 30 years ago actually going on 30 31 years ago he put this desire in us and i had a similar experience similar testimony to to steve's and it we both got each other started when steve was given a set of cassettes from the new testament and we were both had pool routes we were partners in the pool business and he said bill I got these cassette tapes from Inspiration House, placed locally here, and I've been listening to them. Do you want to listen to them? And I said, yeah. Um, and He told me where he got them. I got a set and I would just listen to them over and over. And I didn't realize you were doing the same thing. And we actually scared each other one day because we both had the same experience. We all of a sudden had all these scriptures by memory in the New Testament, and we weren't even consciously trying to to memorize them. So that is our qualifications. And the reason we're doing a Guardians of Grace is we feel so strong that the the gospel of grace, which is the only version of, of the gospel there is, the gospel of grace and the Amen. gospel of peace, that there is no other gospel if there's any law in it whatsoever, it's not a gospel anymore. Amen. It ceases to be good news. If there's bad news in the good news, it's not good news, as someone said. So we've we found this desire that we both had and along with Mark to say why does the gospel of grace not only grace? Why is it that there's grace as a topic? grace as a subject for bible a series of bible studies you know we talked about that a lot steve and why most of all and this is what i I gotta say irks me and i think it irks steve too is have you i know steve has because we've talked about it i bet you though everyone out there has heard warnings of hyper grace teachers what do you think, Steve?
0: Yes, yes. They come out and they say, oh, this church or that church is, is teaching greasy be, beware, grace. Beware. And be, beware of them because they're saying you can sin all you want. And you go to the church and it's not doing anything like that. Or they can't even name where the church is. It's a mystery phantom church. But when I track these things down, they, they become, they're untrue. The these people are making the the idea that they want you to be scared by. They're making it up. It, it wasn't true. There was no church like that. There was no pastor. They never named the pastor. It, it never happened. And and they say, beware of hyper grace. And I'll let Bill just tell you what, what was revealed to us about hyper grace. Just it's a made up heresy in search of a made-up
1: heretic because neither one of us and we've listened to countless hours of christian television christian radio we visited other churches and we've been warned about this hyper grace and i have yet to hear in all my years of listening to christian radio and christian television anyone ever say that grace is a license to sin and what is the warning of hyper grace, Steve?
0: That it's a, a license to sin. Even Paul had the had the same predicament because he said, "Even as we are slanderously reported that we're using grace as a license to sin, it, it's right there in the Bible. It's a it's an old dilemma."
1: Amen. And so we've taken undertaken the task of doing a podcast. Because we want to defend the gospel of grace. We think it stands alone. We don't think it needs qualifiers. We don't think it needs warnings. We don't think it can be abused. We don't think it can be overused, overstated, uh, what, overexplained, any such thing. It stands alone. And the people that will receive, the unadulterated gospel of grace are the people that realize apart from Jesus Christ and his spirit, they can do
0: nothing. Amen. That is what the gospel of grace is about. You've heard it be called God's riches at Christ's expense, that acronym. And that throws people off because that's what people literally think grace is. And it's not. It's a, it's a way of life you're actually taught a new way of life by which you use the Spirit's power to do for you what you can't do for yourself. This is what Paul said, I teach this way of life in Christ everywhere in every church. That is the teaching of of Paul, to use the Spirit's power to live the Christian life. And that's the biggest meaning of grace that there is. Like Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace towards me was not in vain because I labored harder than all the rest. Yet it wasn't me laboring, but it was the grace of God in me laboring. That's how Paul used that word grace as an energy in Him working, i.e. the power of the Spirit in Him. By the Spirit I am what I am. And this Spirit did not come to me in vain because I labored harder than all the rest, yet it wasn't me laboring, it was the Spirit in me laboring, the grace in me laboring.
1: Amen. And so we're we're talking about a a made-up heresy in, in search of a made-up heretic, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? Steve and I have no interest in pointing out people and calling them heretics. And the reason why is we all make these common mistakes of thinking that grace needs a balance. That's one of the things. You, is he a grace teacher? Oh yeah, but he teaches it with a balance. Oh okay, balance. Well, what what do you balance grace with, Steve?
0: Right. You, you balance it with, with legalism. The, that word balance is actually a code word for leaven.
1: Leaven. And what does a little leaven do to the grace message?
0: It leavens the whole lump. So it
1: leavens the whole lump. Wow. Well, what's the warning then? Right. Is it the warning of all grace R- and the, the hyper-grace heresy hunters? Who shall remain nameless are saying,
0: "Yeah, what would Paul want to tell the hyper grace heresy hunters who are Uh, saying you've got to balance it with leaven? A little leaven, a little leaven. a little law. Balance it with a little law, which is the same as balancing it with a little leaven. I think I think we can let there again, just as we always do." our rule, we can let the scriptures give us the answer. Let's go to Galatians
1: 5, I think.
0: Chapter 5.
1: Okay, let's start in verse 1, Steve. Yes. Galatians 5, 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.
0: And what Look does at the word there, Steve. Stand, stand firm. firm. It what rang is, out to me, too.
1: What does a guard do?
0: Right. He stands firm. That It's another word for guard.
1: It's why we're doing this podcast. It's, we are standing firm on what Paul's about to say next. Yeah. Not to let it happen.
0: Yeah. You know? And there again, let me just say that it, it's what Paul is about to say is what the scriptures are about to say not what Steve and Bill want them to say they're going to say what they say
1: this is so not our words because look what he says in verse 2 Paul Mark my words (laughs) I Paul tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised Christ will be of no value to you at all Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole
0: law. So that, by saying anyone who wants to be circumcised, he's saying anybody who wants to add just a little leaven, mark my words, he has to obey the whole law.
1: Doesn't he say the same thing in Galatians 3.10, if anyone would attempt to keep the, the law and yet stumble, stumble at, at one
0: point. point
1: he's guilty of breaking that one point
0: no, breaking the whole law breaking the whole law point, no 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 okay. so what does seems
1: g- like james too, and two eight, ten,
0: eight, two, ten, if you stumble at one point you're, you're guilty, guilty of breaking, breaking it at all it. so
1: that's what paul's warning about let's go to verse three he said that if you Put yourself under any part of the law; you're obligated to keep the whole thing. There's no balance of there, grace. There is no balance. And a, a little law, you're
0: leavening the whole lump,
1: and you're obligated to keep the whole thing. Yeah. Verse four: You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace
0: trying to be justified by obeying the law or adding a little of this leaven literally means you've fallen from grace. You've alienated Christ. You and Christ are no longer friends.
1: I'm just going to add this last verse in verse five. For through the spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope for. Kind of tying in grace and the spirit Steve.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we wait for the Spirit to do the righteousness through us, which is just like saying Christ in us, the hope of glory. He said what we're hoping for. We we want the Spirit to produce the righteousness that we're hoping for. Christ in us, the hope of glory.
1: The only hope of Yeah, glory. It's, it's so here's the warning there, Steve. It's not a warning about going all grace. It's... It's about it's a warning to not go all grace.
0: It really is. It's
1: actually warning to stay in hyper grace.
0: If you care to look at the scriptures and what they're saying, you do come to that conclusion.
1: We're we're not making this up. We're not just read it to you,
0: right? Who's going to behave? Either you or the scriptures. I don't think the scriptures will behave the way you want them to. But go ahead, keep reading.
1: But look at here, Steve. It says, stand firm. Guard. Guard. Guard this. That's what a guard does. He stands firm, and he doesn't budge an inch. That's why... And that's our... Go ahead.
0: That's why there has to be guardians of grace.
1: We need someone to To stand stand firm. firm. And not balance with a little leaven.
0: Right. We'll stand firm on those scriptures, though. We'll never give you our opinion.
1: We're going to get to the leaven
0: Mm -hmm. first,
1: but... Look at verse
0: Mm 7.
1: He's telling the Galatians, you were running a good race. When were they running a good race?
0: When they were in grace. When they were in grace. Grace, grace. If you read this in context. (laughs) And we are. Mm -hmm.
1: You were running a good race. Get a load of this. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? I'll tell you who cut in on them. One of those...
0: Heresy hunters.
1: One of those beware mm-hmm. of hyper-grace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Cut in on them.
0: Yes. That's how they cut the in. Track. That's how they cut in. With a little innuendo. I worry about those people who live on too much grace. But go ahead, keep reading, because it, so it gets better. You're,
1: you're, you were running a good race. Now you've been knocked off the track. Yeah. You're not even in the race.
0: Anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you far fallen from grace.
1: Where does that kind of persuasion come from? The one who calls you?
0: No, the heresy hunters.
1: That's what it says. That kind of persuasion does not come from Christ. No. And it does not come from the Spirit, which is the same thing. Right. because It does not come from God, and it does not come from the New Testament epistles.
0: Because Christ said, come to me, all you who are worried and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It doesn't come from Christ, because Christ was saying the opposite. He was saying, rely on my grace.
1: That's what he's warning you. He's saying that, that persuasion didn't come from the gospel. Mm-mm. Verse 9, a little yeast, or some translations leaven, works through the whole batch of dough.
0: A little leaven
1: works through the whole, whole batch of dough.
0: Yeah, a Three, little leaven.
1: little leaven. I don't know much about baking, but from what I understand it just takes a little bit of the uh, yeast. Yeah, yeah. And it sits there and it works in the whole lump. Right. Verse ten. I am confident. I you know what I gotta go back to mine.
0: Okay. Big. Okay, it's too big.
1: A little leaven poisons your whole walk.
0: Yeah, the gospel. Poisons the a little gospel. leaven. Yeah. Not a lot. No. A little leaven. Right. What do we think leaven? I warn you, a little bit of sin sin. will shipwreck
1: your walk with Christ. Right. You'll be not running the race anymore.
0: A few bad habits will ruin your race, but that's not what the scriptures are saying.
1: Can you believe he's actually warning them, Mm -hmm. don't go back to the law? Don't go back to rules and regulations and commandments,
0: uh, principles... Just a little of the Any Ten of Commandment mentality will will ruin everything.
1: It won't be long before your whole Christian life is shipwrecked.
0: Yeah. Kind yeah. of
1: serious stuff. That's why we want to guard against this. Stuff. That's why. It's want to see exactly that.
0: why. I've been, it's exactly why.
1: I've been knocked off the track before.
0: I have too. I've fallen from grace right back onto legalism. Not going back sinning but falling from grace by going back to just trying as hard as I can.
1: Here's a little something to be worried about if you're proclaiming a balance of grace and beware of hyper grace. Verse 10, I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion or persuading you, whoever they may be, will have to pay the penalty. So, You know what's cool about that, Steve? The gospel is its own persuasion.
0: Amen. The power,
1: it says, the gospel, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed Revealed. through faith. For it is the power of God Mm -hmm. unto righteousness.
0: Unto righteousness. Its
1: power is the ability to persuade Hmm. you to to come to this conclusion Hmm. that it's got to be all.
0: Christ. All Christ. Amen. All grace. Amen.
1: So he says, I'm confident that you'll take no other view. You know what he's confident in? He's confident that even though you're persuaded and swerved into another view, he's confident in the gospel's power to restore you. No matter how far you've off the racetrack you've gotten, <laughs> you'll get back on.
0: Right. Amen. So don't
1: worry about how far you're falling. Mm hmm. wherever you are whatever persuaded you to get off the track and it's persuaded me it's persuaded mark and it's persuaded steve many a times and it it probably won't be the last time Mm -mm. but don't relax right he's going to bring you back
0: on the track exactly
1: verse 11
0: yeah yeah that's bad to the bone
1: brothers and sisters if I am still preaching circumcision which is
0: a little leaven a
1: little leaven why am I still being persecuted right in that case the offense of the cross has been abolished as for those make sure there's no kids there. as for those agitators I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves
0: dear lord I don't dear know if you lord Oh, okay. Yeah, we, do we even want to go there? Go ahead and emasculate themselves. That's how bad Paul thought. That's how much damage Paul thought these heretic hunters would do. These people that go around saying balance of grace and the law. You need a balance of grace in the law when Paul is saying you want a total reliance on the spirit to live the christian life your life is a life of reliance on the spirit and giving credit to the spirit and a little bit of that commandment mentality people who hint at that commandment mentality that you should use the commandment mentality i wish they'd go ahead and emasculate himself that's horrible it's harsh no, yeah, yeah, it puts it in its perspective. Paul was a real guardian. Now that's a guardian. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: wishes they would go the whole way. Just take themselves right out of the picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and before he said, if we're not preaching grace, why are we being persecuted for it? In that first century church, if you look at those scriptures, it means the first century church was persecuting people who were spreading leaven.
1: Yes, they were.
0: And it's the exact opposite here in the 21st century. The and one spreading grace gets persecuted when it should be the one spreading leaven who gets persecuted.
1: That's the way Paul saw it. And if that's the way Paul saw it, that's the way the Holy Spirit who taught Paul saw it. And if that's the way the Holy Spirit saw it, that's the way Mark, Bill, and Steve see it.
0: That's and right.
1: that's why we're going to continue to guard this grace message. This grace is the gospel message.
0: And 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 we're we're not
1: even going to allow a little leaven.
0: Yeah. And and how do
1: we guard it? The scriptures, Steve.
0: We just point? We can do
1: nothing of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we're going to point to the scriptures. If your argument is against us and the gospel of grace, you don't have an argument against us. You have an argument against the scriptures. That's how we're going to live by the sword and die by the sword
0: so to speak doesn't matter if you have a PhD and can use highfalutin words you're still going to have to put what you say up against the scriptures that's your task
1: otherwise you don't have an argument
0: no no
1: I would say, Steve, that at this point, we've shared our heart enough with you to know, and we didn't want to make this first podcast a long one, but we wanted to share our hearts with you and give you some insight into uh, our passion that we have for this. Um, Amen. When we talk about these subjects in the future, I can't promise that we might not get a little animated. It's It's true. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. We're standing firm. We're guarding this gospel of grace. And um, if you don't mind, Steve, I'll let you uh, have the finishing thoughts.
0: Yeah. We hope you will guard with us. We hope that you'll become disciples of the Bible and let the Bible rule your lives and what you believe. And that you'll become a guardian of grace with us. We need you. We need your support. We need your talents and abilities, and we are going to make a worldwide ministry with the mission of setting people free from legalism. So please help. Please help. Please join in with us. Please learn. Please learn. You'll only learn from the Bible.
1: Amen. Amen. So until the next time, grace to you and peace.
0: Peace. Amen.